If you like the Middle-Aged Man Talk podcast, consider giving us your support on Patreon. All right, are we this recording? Mm-hmm. Hello and welcome to the Middle-Aged Man Talk podcast. I'm your sexy host, Brendan. And I'm your other host, Richard. You could say sexy, Richard. I'm your, I am <laughs> your other sexier host, Richard. <laughs> other sexier host, Richard. I like it. Um, we're off to a good start. So, uh, what are we snacking on tonight, Richard? Well, Brendan was so kind to bring me some bubble tea, some red grape bubble tea. Red grape milk, milk bubble tea. Yep. With pearls. Mm-hmm. Tapioca pearls. And roasted yeah. fish flavor lays from China. Fish flavored lays. Roasted fish flavor. So the fish has been roasted somehow. It kind of looks like a pan roasting in the oven type fish. Let's just try them. They're probably just barbecue. You think lays just like makes up flavors? Makes up flavor names. Yeah, it smells like barbecue. They just take regular like American barbecue chips and go... Eh, call it roasted fish. It'll we'll be throw, big. We'll, we'll throw a little anchovy powder in. Little anchovy powder. Call it fish flavor. They'll love it in China. They'll love it. These are good barbecue chips. So roasted fish flavors to buy again. Yeah. And for dessert, it's not fishy at all. It's not fishy at all. And for dessert, you get a curly tops Rico Ricoa Ricoa, not Ricola Ricoa Ricola. There's no L. It's Ricoa. Ricoa! You have some sort of off-brand, like, Asian candy from some Asian country. Curly Tops. Feels like a hard candy. It was free. It was one of those freebies when you buy stuff. It looks like a chocolate thing. You're crinkling so much while you talk. Take it out. It looks like a chocolate, but it's really hard. It looks like an old chocolate. Like those terrible church fundraiser chocolates from the Catholic Church parish of my uh, public school growing up. God, those are terrible. That's because they bought them in bulk uh, when they had a bit of money, and then they sell them for the next 10 years. Yeah, I almost wonder if they bought them like from like one of the hockey clubs, and I was like, oh, we can get some cheap, you know, or they're donated. Mm-hmm. We, we can't sell these anymore. We're the hockey club. We'll donate them to the church. They can They've sell expired. Them. They've expired. And the church just, you know, puts a sticker on it. What would Jesus do about that? Nasty things to say about men- money lenders. I, I would love to see, like, Jesus complain about the crappy chocolates at the church fundraiser. Like, if Jesus came back today, you know what I mean? Like, if this is the second coming of Christ, Jesus is here, he goes to a big, you know, important church. Oh, what are you guys doing? Oh, it's a chocolate fundraiser, Jesus. Oh, can I try one? Of course you can, son of God. And he spits it out and is like, oh, oh, no. I was crucified, but this is worse. <laughs> All right. So I got a Catholic laugh at crucifixion joke. That's good. Off the bucket list. Catholics generally have a sense of humor. Why Why is it Catholics have a sense of humor and other religions don't always seem to have a sense of humor? I don't know. I don't know. Not every Catholic has a sense of humor. Not, but this... Because Hindu people I met, they tend to have a pretty good sense of humor. But they're a little more subdued, like Protestant Christians. Uh, most Sikhs I've met... Um, whether they're either from Canada or from Middle East, they all have a really good sense of humor, generally. They're pretty, they can have a good, like, belly laugh. Oh, you know what it is? Sikhs drink. They drink alcohol. Yeah. And Catholics drink alcohol. Protestants don't drink so much. And I know Hindu people can drink, 
But I can't think of any Hindu people that drink like Irish people or Sikhs. Or like the Japanese drink and the Chinese drink, and they're good for a laugh. So do the Koreans. So is, it con- just, is it just alcohol? So, it's, like- so it's Confucians drink. Confucians? Well, the, the, most of the, uh, yeah, they're, they're followers of Confucius. Now, Confucius was, Confucians aren't necessarily technically a religion. They're, I think they're often bundled under, uh, uh, Buddhism, but Confucian. Buddhism? Buddhism. What's, what's Buddhism? Buddhism. That sounds like Buddhism. Buddhism. Hello, yes, I believe in the boudoir. Uh, is your wife home? <laughs> Take that, French people. <laughs> Tablanac. Tablanac is like worse than the F word. Oh, yeah, because it, because it is, if you're saying it seriously, it is literally swearing. Not, it is actually literally swearing. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like uh, not just a crude, uh, not just uh, a crudity, right? A crudity, like going, ah, shit. Yeah, right. Why is it whenever a pizza drops, it falls cheese side down? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, this is a good rambling conversation while you're enjoying your fish chips. So, if you can find a way to harness the energy uh, of some of these, you know, things like cats always land on their feet. Okay, well, okay. toast always lands butter side down. So you strap a piece of toast. Onto a cat and put it in free fall, and you keep spinning and spinning forever. And then you've got a perpetual motion machine. That's right. My son was still trying to invent like the perfect electric car. He's building little models, and he's like, "No, no. Here's the thing: the wheels are turning. That turns the generator, which makes power to turn the wheels." I'm like, "Well, you could get so much motion from that, like with braking, or or if you're going down a hill, the wheels are turning, but you won't get enough to power the car. You still need another power source to you know top it up. That that's more of like a power recovery." He's like. No, no. The car wheels turn. You're not listening to me, Dad. So, the way I answer stuff like that when my kids come like that, I put my fist down and say, in this house, we obey the law of thermodynamics. That's a Simpsons. That's a good Homer Simpson. <laughs> the perpetual motion machine keeps going faster. That's funny. You know when you hit the table, it comes up on the mic. That's too... You're going to knock over your bubble tea. I'll take off the table. That costs so many dollars of bubble tea money. It's okay. I paid with your credit card. Um, I was wondering where that went. Where I thought where that went. That's a lot of pornography purchased on my credit card. No, that was there before. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I don't understand purchasing pornography. I was going to say, with the age of the internet, why would anyone ever purchase pornography? I don't understand. How is pornography a business? Because there's a lot of free pornography online. And yet... It's a billiony, billiony dollar industry. Who is paying for pornography on the internet? Advertisers. Oh, people selling products. You know, those uh, those so, games. So there used to be those games. No. Oh, the porn games. I've you heard won't, of these. You won't last forty-one seconds. Oh yes, I've heard of these. I've never played one because. Well, you have to pay. To, and why would I you? I guess you would. I don't know. I've never looked into it. It. The, the whole idea of having, like, a video game for pornography seems... Like, you know when you're an old man, there's a new idea, and you hate the new idea because you're old? That's that's one of these ideas for me. Isn't that new? Because there was uh, there there was stuff like that in... Uh, was it Leisure Suit Larry? What are you talking about? It was a video game, um, an X-rated video game when we were... I think it was when we were in college. So 20 years ago-ish. Yeah. Weird. Well, speaking of movies, I saw the latest Thor movie, and it was fantastic. I loved it. I thought it was great. 
I'm like, looking forward to seeing it. I did not like it as much as I liked uh, Thor Ragnarok. That one was, um, I think because the Hulk was in it, it kind of made it more ridiculous and epic. But this one was very good. And it felt like they were kind of putting in a, um, like buttoning up all the loose ends of all the Thor. Like, I think that's the last Thor movie, which is number four. Like, that's pretty good. They got four out of it. And it was a, it's a good movie. I like it. I liked um, that Australian guy, the guy that plays Zeus in it. Uh, what's his name? The guy from all those movies. Uh, I know who it is, and I just can't. His name's Russell. Some Russell Crow. Russell Crow. Yeah. So Russell Crow, uh, he had a weird. I don't know what you call it. Cog piece crotch thing from that uh, Greek warrior movie he did, where he's like a Roman soldier captain, and then I can't remember if he gets like. They, they come after him or they're trying to like get rid of him to cover something up. But he ends up being left for dead and he's picked up by like slavers or something and he scratches off the his gla- gladiator. The gladiator, yeah, gladiator. And he becomes a Roman gladiator. Uh-huh. But because he was like like a Roman soldier, captain, fighter guy, he can actually organize those men and get them to fight better and fight together. Uh, anyway, so his like, uh, you know, sexy male cog piece. If you don't know what a cog piece is or cod piece, uh, Google that at home, not at work. So, you know, John Oliver, HBO? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Last Week Tonight. He had a whole bit about this, and his show bought it because one of these, uh, the ones he wore, like, the props from movies get sold and they're collectibles. So, he bought it as a joke and had a whole thing about it. And something about koalas to help, like, some koala rescue in Australia because koalas need help with the forest fires and things. So, anyway. So Russell Crowe sold some of his other memorabilia from his films and at some koala veterinary hospital in Australia, now they have a, um, what is it? Oh, it's chlamydia. They get chlamydia koalas. Yeah, something like 97% of them have chlamydia. Right. So now there is the John Oliver koala chlamydia wing of this veterinary hospital for animals, all paid for by Russell Crowe selling his old memorabilia. So it's paid for by Russell Crowe's um, groin enhancer, groin enhancer, and other uh, other stuff, I guess. But basically, this was a big, you know, joke poking fun at Russell Crowe, and he was like, "Oh, I'll have the last laugh," because that's still there. The John Oliver Chlamydia Qual Award, or whatever it is, will be there forever. That was a while ago, but that was funny. But anyway, you know, the uh, the new Thor movie is quite quite good. I I really liked it. It's quite beautifully done too, with all the CGI. Like it's it's at a point now where you look at it, and you kind of forget you're watching CGI. Even like the big rock character, um, like one of his sidekicks, yeah, you kind of forget. Like the voice by that New Zealand actor is really funny. Uh, you kind of forget that it's uh, that CGI. Wow, we're like twelve minutes in. We're running out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> so Richard and I spent all Wednesday together. I mean, like all day from like four in the morning until well, quite four in the morning. afternoon, three and a half, almost twelve hours. It was yeah. a long day together. So we're out of conversation a little bit. We can't say everything we did because it's still a little bit secret, but we helped to install a statue, a monument. A monument. Monument works. A monument. We have have to install a monument together uh, with a friend of mine who's an art guy. And this monument weighs 750 pounds. And we had a crew, a big crew of guys who were all great. And it took uh, not as long as I thought it would take. And there was some travel involved. But yeah, we've, uh, we've had a lot of conversation this week. Yeah. We do we do weird manly adventures, don't we? Like, how many people do you know? Hey, what'd you do this week? Oh, I installed a seven fifty pound monument. Oh, neat in a hole, in a hole. 
with an eighth of an inch all the way around a spare. It's three eighths, isn't it? Oh no, between the um the light setup. Yeah. yeah there's light there there's lighting to light up this monument uh in, in a hole. A shallow hole. But a hole nonetheless. And then and then the actual glass cover for this monument was eight hundred and fifty pounds? Yeah, it was more. It was uh-huh. more. That was crazy. The little like crane tool they had for that was amazing. I want one. I don't know what to do with it. I wonder how much it can lift. Could it pick up a car? It could pick it up make a-, a great engine hoist for pulling up. Oh could you imagine? It's basically... I would have I saved myself $4,000 and did my own head gasket if I had something like that. So this machine we're talking about is basically a mini crane. So you stand behind it to operate it. But it's this heavy little machine, four wheels, and a proper... A uh, telescoping crane, which can hold, well, at least 850 pounds on the problem, with zero problem. Mm-hmm. So it could probably handle more even. Yeah. It didn't seem to be pushing its limit and that sort of stuff. And- no, no. Uh, I, I bet. I bet that if you get one of those, that would be an amazing engine hoist. That would just... Mm-hmm. You could pick up the engine. You could actually carry the engine into your shop with it and then lay it down on a work surface yep. and totally clean it out. Yeah. I think you need to get one of those. Heck, I could probably even use it to hoist the front end of the car up instead of jacking it up. Yeah, I know. Well, if you, yeah, if you, if you do that to, to the hoist it up, you still need blocks underneath. Yeah, well, you, you lift it with that because you're not lifting the full weight of the car. Yeah, you're tilting. You're tilting. You just lift, lift the front end up, and then you can change tires or do whatever without going... That's right. See, these are the things. It's it's always funny to me that married guys... We always have all these hobbies, things we want to spend money on. And it's like, man, if I had, I don't know what those things cost, 20 grand, 30 grand Probably. or more. But like, if you had the money, you would seriously consider buying a refurbished to use one of those. You yep. def- so would I. I don't even need one. You you actually kind of you know could use one. But all this, all my single friends, none of them would ever consider that. <laughs> There's the, I don't know that one, one bachelor that would buy one of those. I can't even imagine one. Even ones I know that are mechanically inclined or have like little... You know, chunks of rural land. Oh, how's your how's your weird um, knockoff chocolate? It tastes like a knockoff chocolate. That's fair, and that's why it was free. Yeah, I got you got what I didn't pay for. It's not even as good as the cheap chocolate Easter eggs, the little ones. Oh, the waxy ones. Yeah, this is chalkier. So that's not a not a but not not a. I wouldn't even take it free. It's again. not a free sample again. That's pretty bad. If it's do not free sample again. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh my. We talked about Jurassic Park before the new movie, right? That's, I think, out of theaters, kind of going out now. Yeah. I liked it. So what about the new uh, the new Brad Pitt movie, the like the bullet train one? He's like on a train in Japan, and they're fighting people, and everyone's fighting over something. I haven't even seen uh, a trailer for a trailer it. trailer for it. Yeah, I saw a trailer for it when I saw Thor. <laughs> let's talk about the podcast. So our podcast... We got a new listener listening to like all of our, well, maybe download, downloaded, I guess, all, all of our podcasts um, this week. That's kind of fun. And I don't know if it was them, but someone also left same day a very nice comment on iTunes. So thank you to you, a new listener, for yep. the nice uh, five to five stars and a nice comment on uh, iTunes podcasts. That's very nice. That's very nice. Unless they're, you know, um, going and taking the. Uh all of, you know, basically have downloaded it and are trawling through it looking for things that they can, you know, um, where we've said things that are, you know, a little bit offside. We're, we're never disparaging. You're, you're so negative. I'm like, oh, we have a new listener. They left us a nice review. Isn't Maybe that nice? And you're like, they're probably one of those 
journalist who's trying to find the time that someone said. And actually, our podcast is marked as explicit. Yeah. So, oh no, no. If there was a swear, the, that's okay. If there was a swear, well, we we do say things that are kind of you know off that can be taken out of context. But everyone does. That's talking. It's middle-aged yeah. man talk, and you can take anything out of context. And there's that. Um, uh, it's one of those really famous American broadcasters. And they took little clips of him throughout like his whole career, and they did one of the Snoop Dogg songs. Yeah, I've seen stuff like that, and that's hilarious. So you can you can take anyone doing anything, and you go, oh, out of context. Yeah, you use the word gay. Well, in what context? No, they said the word gay. They cancel them. I, I do feel though that the whole cancel culture, I think it's dying down a little bit. I think, I think people are well, kind of sick of it. Well, the thing is, is that you could say something like. I don't agree when they say kill the gays. And then, you know, the, the headline is dot, dot, dot. Kill the gays. Don't do that. Don't even call them the gays. No. Um, but the thing is, I'm, I'm actually quoting someone else in that, you know. Right, right. Well, yeah. No, that, that's in, true. In my hypothetical uh, example. I, I always find that kind of stuff funny, though. I mean, if you actually watch, like, old older film, you, you kind of go, oh, that was okay to say in the 1970s. Yep. The Jews. Oh, don't say the Jews. As if the Jews are one homogenous group. They kind of are, but they're not. Same with the gays. They're not one homogenous group. They're across many races, cultures, religions, nationalities. The, you know, gay people are not one homogenous group. Yep. I think a lot of them have been persecuted for being gay. That's, I guess, what binds them together. But they're still not all the same or on the same page. They don't agree about everything because they're people. And people are generally... Uh, different and terrible and can't get along with yep. each other. Gen- I mean, generally speaking, human beings are the worst group of things. Of all the groups of things, human beings are the worst group on the whole. Generally speaking, high level. Think of any, just what? think of any other group of anything that's worse than human beings. Um, bonobos are uh, pretty awful. What are? Bonobo chimp. Uh, they're not chimps. They're the baboons. Maybe they're chimps. Anyway, this this funny, they're, they're they're pretty darn bad. These funny bonobo chimps you're talking about. Uh, how many atomic bombs have they dropped? No, that's true. There you go. There you go. How many of them have disregarded everything for money? It's a great uh, ape, and so it is not a chimp, but because the chimps are the other on on that branch of the great apes. Um, there's the chimps and the bonobos. Are chimps great apes? Yes. Oh. I thought apes were great apes, like the silverback gorilla. Like gorillas are apes. Gorillas are apes. Chimps are apes. But I thought gorillas were great apes and chimps were like chimps. No, great apes um, is to uh, separate them from the... Like, oh, the monkey monkeys. Yeah. yeah like, like your f- baboons. Oh, yeah, baboons. They have wars. Do you know that? Yeah, so the bo- bonobos do, and the bonobos use rape as a weapon and... Um, they'll, they'll go and eat, they'll, they'll go and attack other tribes and, you know, kill all the children. I think I saw a documentary on this. Yeah. Um, so, so basically humans are the worst and Bonobote Apes are the second worst group. Yeah. What are you, what are you doing? Sorry. You and you, you have like no noise perception. We are recording a podcast, Richard, and you're like pull, pull, pulling at your, uh, cod piece, I guess. No, I it was Velcro duct on. tape on the stuck bottom of my shoe. Of course there was. Of course there was duct tape on your shoe. So this is kind of a weird rambly episode, but I think we can sum it up that 
Uh, roasted fish flavor, Lay's, Chinese chippies, good. Free chocolate, bad. And bubble tea, always good. Yes. And, yeah, I don't I don't care for apes. I, I mean, like, they're great where they are out in the wilderness. I don't really want to do anything with one in real life. No. They freak me out. No. You ever seen an ape in real life? Like at the zoo? Yeah. It's depressing. I was at the zoo, and they're just sitting there inside, and it looks sad. Uh, where, which, which zoo? The Toronto Zoo. The Toronto Zoo. I went and saw the big gorillas, and they're just sitting there like, like they're in jail. They didn't look happy. My wife, my my wife wrote like a letter to the Toronto Zoo going, "The gorillas look sad. Do something about it. Fix it." They got a huge outdoor enclosure. They were all indoors for some reason. They look sad. Maybe it was hot. I don't know. Yeah. The giraffes look happy. The hippos look like they were sleeping. Isn't that kind of weird? You go to the zoo, you randomly see different animals at their best or worst or like indifferent. The tiger was the best. We saw the tiger at feeding time. So it's like, but it looks like a big cat. It acts like a big cat too. But like they got this meat thing wrapped up in like heavy, heavy butcher paper Mm -hmm. up in one of the like the climbing tree wooden things. And they got stuck up in there. And this tiger's kind of going around it like almost like a house cat. And it kind of climbs up and gets it and pulls it down and rips it open. Then once it gets in its mouth, the tiger bounces across its habitat and goes inside to tear it apart. And I was thinking like, that looks like a big house cat. It kind of makes me a little more afraid of house cats. If my house cat could kill me and eat me, it might. It people, might. People have been killed by house cats. Like people like intruding the house and being attacked as an intruder? Uh, it's more often the a homeowner, the, the owner of the cat. Because I, I heard about that before. I heard about a, a, a B&E gone bad, and this cat had been declawed in the front claws, had claws in the back claws, and apparently it jumped on the guy's face and clawed him up. So when he ran away, the cops found him at the emergency room because his face was clawed up so badly. And then, let's be honest, how many people in a given night are going to be in the merge? Covered in cat scratches. Yep. So, um, but, so like people's, people make them killed by their house cats? How does that even happen? Ah, uh, there's some, some cats can get really, really vicious and. Well, they just scratch you until you bleed out or something. Yeah, that's terrible. Bite, you know, scratch and. Because like, I was thinking of like the hilarious kind where someone yeah. like steps in the cat and falls down the yeah. stairs and there's a pie involved. You know, the very Steve Martin, um, but darker. Uh, and the other way cats kill people. Is through, but through infection. Cat bites are nasty. I got bit by a kitten once, and is that the horrible black mark on your finger? No, that's I whacked my finger accidentally. You whacked your finger? Yes. When you were well, when, I was building, when you were whacking away, you accidentally was, whacked your I was, finger. I was building something, and I. <laughs> I'm just being twelve for a minute. It's fine. But no, I got a bite. The kitten's tooth went right into the joint. Oh. And you had a nasty infection? I got a nasty infection. It was a real, it was a August long weekend. We were going to my parents' place. Um, I got the bite um, just before we left because there was a kitten in our wood pile and I tried to catch it. And, and it bit me and, you know, I was like, oh, well, it was just a little puncture. Well, my, everything feels fine. The next morning I woke up in such excruciating pain. My finger had just swollen right up. And I'm like, I think I'm going to emerge. And, you know, they cleaned, they, they, they irrigated the wound and the tendon sheath got infected. Oh. They gave me uh, an intravenous um, IV at the, the hospital, uh, as well as a local uh, uh, for antibiotics. They get antibiotics injected into the finger. And it, got, it also got injected into the finger, into the sheath. And they said, okay, uh, that's all we can do for now. Keep an eye on it. If it doesn't start getting better... Within 24 hours, come back, 
because we're going to have to go and irrigate the tendon sheath. Meaning they would have to... Oh, cut your finger open. Cut my whole it. finger open, hold the tendon sheath open, and, and and wash it out with an antiseptic. Oh, like with iodine or something, or who knows. Yeah, uh, something. But... That's gross, Richard. That's gross. But, she said, you're, you're lucky that you came in when you did. If you'd waited another couple of days, you may have lost your finger. Yeah, no, I bet you would have. That's um. So basically, I guess we can end on this note. Um, if you get bit badly by a kitten, a tiny tiger, go to the hospital or doctor right away. Yep. I think that's good advice for everyone. If you get bit by a wild animal. If you get bit by anything and things stiffen up more than the wound really should, then you yeah, go because infections are not. Yeah. People don't realize how bad infection can be until they yep. have that kind of experience. All right. Well, I think I think that's a that's a show. Okay. Have a good night, everyone. You stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Middle aged man talk. Thank you so much for listening. Please check us out on Patreon. <laughs> Woof. <laughs>